Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The NBA tips off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, college football, and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into Believe Me, right here on Stadium TV. Cam Rogers coming at you. I've got Casey Hudson filling in for Brandon Lang and Clay Harbor on the show. We are here, of course, to win you some money in college football and the National Football League. Hey, Happy early Thanksgiving to everybody out there. By the time our next show airs, it will be after Thanksgiving. So we will talk about the holiday and the more important holiday being Thanksgiving Eve blackout Wednesday. It's time to get nostalgic. Casey, Clay, how we doing, guys? Good. I don't know how you can follow up (laughs) blackout Wednesday. Thank you, Clay. Um, It's more Cyber Monday for me. And yes, I'm one person that does not look forward to all of the small talk and the (laughs) Um, the family, the family examining so closely what I am and am not doing in my life, but I'm so happy that you love Thanksgiving, Cam. It's like 99% of my personality. So that's where we are with that. (laughs) Clay, your thoughts on Thanksgiving, obviously football heavy for you and your history. Yeah. You know, we're just going to be there watching football, eating turkey, having a good time. I will be asked a, a few times you know clay you're, you're 37 years old when do you when do you plan on having some kids and to that i answer you know when the time is right right so the time may not be right soon but the time is always right to win you guys some money <laughs> on the year obviously i'm 42 and 29 straight spreads i'm not buying points here this is all straight spreads last week four and three another profitable week and we're going to win you guys some more money for the holiday season starting now yes we will and we are excited to have casey along for the ride as well clay killing it in football so let's get right into it talk about college to kick things off and in the pack 12 we go number five washington taking on number 10 oregon state fishy line here clay oregon state lane two despite being the lower ranked team oregon state is six and four ats this season what is the play my friend i like washington this is going to be a close game and washington's last six wins have been by 10 points or less so this is a team that knows how to perform in close games i'm a little bit suspect of washington's defense 108th epa per play against the run and we know Oregon State can run the football. That scares me a little bit, but I'm still going with Washington. You know, you, you, DJ, Ujulele, no interception since week five. This guy needs to take care of the ball. But I'm going with Washington. They know how to win these games. And they have Michael Penix Jr.'s averaging 378 yards per game through the air. So I'm taking Washington to, to cover. 
And they don't have to win the game, Casey. Just keep it within a point. I know, but I like the way Clay laid that out there. When you think about it, one of the ways that Oregon State can kind of stay in this and kind of try to push it in their favor is clock management, running the ball a lot, kind of getting greedy with possession there. But when you kind of look at the Huskies and their success rate in the air and obviously having a Heisman caliber guy in the pocket, it's just kind of like hard not to lean in favor of that. Last time these two teams met, the Oregon State secondary allowed 380 yards in the air. So mm-hmm. why not eat that up and double, not double up, but obviously kind of mm-hmm. have the same attack format there. So if Oregon State's going to have a chance. They're going to have to really protect the clock there. But I like the way that Clay went with it and I, and I side with him on this one. All right. We are on the Huskies, by the way, low key in the college football playoff hunt right now they cannot afford to lose this game for what it's worth beavers are 14 and 2 against the number as a home favorite under head coach jonathan smith we shall see what happens game of the weekend potentially let's talk about this rivalry here ucla usc clay disappointing campaign here for the trojans they are laying seven at home against the bruins but usc is two and four against the number this season poor caleb williams will not get a college football playoff appearance but maybe a cover in this one what do you think yeah i think he gets a cover Okay, Chip Kelly, I think the Chip Kelly era is over. I couldn't be happier about it. I'm sorry, Casey. But he Chip cut Kelly you. back in the day, he cut me back in my fourth year with the Eagles, told me I couldn't play in the NFL. I ended up lasting nine years. He was out in two seasons, so I lasted longer than Chip. And now, unfortunately for Chip, not unfortunately, Chip looks like his era could be over. He's lost three of the last five. And he's only scored 17 total points. He's supposed to be an offensive mastermind. 17 total points in the last two games. And I know USC has lost for the last five. But I think Caleb Williams has a breakout game. And UCLA just can't score. And I know USC's rushing defense given up 182 rushing yards per game. But I am taking USC, Caleb Williams, to show everybody why. He was the Heisman Trophy winner last year. Show everybody why he's looked at as the number one prospect coming out of college. That might go to my Chicago Bears, another story for another time. But I think Caleb Williams, big explosion, send Chip Kelly home. All right, Casey, USC <laughs> laying seven there. Can you eat that chalk or do you like the points with the Bruins? I like the points with the Bruins. Love Clay's diehard loyalty to the Bears shout out there. But, you know, UCLA is four and six against the spread. And with rivalries like this, I feel like the games are either going to be really tight, low scoring, or just ugly. And every time you want Williams to have a better performance to kind of like get back in in, in gear here, it's an ugly game for USC. So yep. Steele has an opportunity here. Yeah, he sucked, only picked up 38 yards versus Arizona, 33 versus Arizona State. But USC's defense is just not where I anticipated to be. The Bruins are a little bit stronger in this set here. Uh, 36 sacks on the season, as well as allowing quarterbacks to only have a 59.4% completion rate. So with that and the rivalry and knowing how to fluster Williams and get him out of his game and out of his head, I just want this to be ugly and I want the Bruins to take it. Sorry. I, I If anything, this will help the Chip Kelly situation. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, 
clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Clay, by the yeah. way, UCLA can cover and still lose. I'm with Casey on this one. I'll take the points and assume that this will be a close game. I don't have any faith in that rushing defense for USC, which, by the way, is dead last in the Pac-12. So I side with Casey on that one. Let's go to my alma mater, College Park, the University of Maryland, as the Terps host the number two team in the nation in Michigan. Maryland getting 19. Casey, I will kick this one to you to start. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to take those points at home with the uh, Terps? I'm taking it. I am right. taking it. Sorry about your Terps. Um, at least you have Thanksgiving Eve to look forward to, not this game. Michigan is 4-0 against the spread just to start things off. They have a one-two punch in the running back room between uh, Coram, if I said his name correctly, and Donovan Edwards there. And just the way that they – completely went to work versus Penn State's defense. I mean, 147 yards, two touchdowns, 26 carries for Quorum alone, not even really getting actively involved with Edwards there. So between that and the Wolverines record on the road, their ability to still maintain their game intensity and consistency. I just like this in, in multiple ways. And they've held opposing quarterbacks to another under 60% completion rate. You know, Clay, I am sick and tired of seeing the same old song with the Terps because it's like they beat up on the bad teams and then get crushed. Will they get crushed here in this one? Man, 19, I mean, that's a lot of points now. I mean, 19 points, that's tough. And for me, I went back and forth on this one because I look back to last season. You think about Michigan, you know, last year in a silver situation against Illinois. They almost lost to the Fighting Illini last year. You got a big game. Everybody's looking forward to the Ohio State matchup. Can they win the Big Ten again? Like Michigan, this Ohio State, they're not, they're not even thinking about Maryland. But I am still going to go with Michigan. Just okay. because of everything going on, I still think with this defense, they're giving up 233 yards per game total, first in the nation, seven and a half points per game total. First in the nation, they're going to be looking forward. But Maryland, they've lost four straight. They barely beat Nebraska. I mean, I'm sorry, Cam, but I think this one's going to be a 28-plus point game, and I'm taking <laughs> taking Michigan to cover. And they've they, Maryland's only passed 20 points in two of the last five games. I don't see them scoring much here, if at all. Yeah, I don't blame you. And by the way, since I've been to those games many times, the crowd noise will be non-existent. Nobody goes to these games, especially around Thanksgiving. So <laughs> Michigan will have a nice quiet atmosphere to work their offense. All right, we're on Michigan in that one. Let's transition to the National Football League. And this is a game of who are these teams? Chargers, Packers, Packers getting three at home, Clay Harbor. What are you doing on this one? This is another tough one, but I'm going with the Chargers here. And right. when it came down to comparing all the stats, the, the one thing I came up with is the Chargers have a better quarterback. And I think that's easy. Justin Herbert is going to outplay Jordan Love. And I think that's where the Chargers come in. I know you're giving them the three points because they're at home with the, you know, with obviously at Lambeau and Jordan Love. And Sorry, the Chargers should have won last week. Their offense is clicking. Keenan Allen is almost unguardable. I know he has a shoulder injury, but I like Justin Herbert. He's the youngest passer ever, has the most yards ever for a guy through four seasons. Guy's been playing well. I know he hasn't got the, the wins, but 
I am taking the Chargers here to cover. All right, Chargers minus three for Clay Casey. What are you doing here? I went back and forth on this a little bit as well, but Clay said the perfect point. It's going to come down to the the leader on the team. It's going to come down to the quarterback. Um, Where I did kind of get a little hesitant is the fact that the Chargers defense has allowed about 80 more yards in the air. And you've got Romeo Dubs, who, depending on if he's in play and action, he's the kind of a go-to guy for the Packers. you got Christian Watson, who has some of the most um, long receptions for this team to try to keep them in contention. But I think the Chargers will be prepared for it, and I think Herbert's the guy to get the job done here. And Herbert hits his passing yards um, quite consistently. He's somebody that I've kind of banked on throughout majority of the season. So I think the Chargers don't let the Packers get through here, regardless of home turf or not. Yeah, guys, the Packers lost me when they looked pathetic against the Steelers a week ago and could not get that victory, even as underdogs, even covering there. So we are on the Chargers in that one. By the way, Clay, quickly here, Jordan loves development as a quarterback. Is he the guy in Green Bay? As a Bears fan growing up, I'm thankful to say, what are you thankful for this holiday season? I'm thankful that Green Bay did not hit on another quarterback. You go from Farm to Rodgers. It's just been a lot of pain and suffering for Chicago Bears fans for the last several years. And I can say, luckily, thankfully, that Jordan Love is not the guy. He just he just doesn't have it. And if he I know it's his first year starting. If he was a rookie, I would say give the guy more time. But he was able to sit behind a Pro Bowl, a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback and learn from him. Learn the system. Know exactly what you have to do to win games. You literally have that example in front of you. And so for me, he doesn't get that same leash that a rookie coming in playing right away would get. So he should be able to perform. You've seen it. You've been in the league. You have your routine down. And I can say with certainty in mind, at least what I'm looking at is not another Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. He could become an okay number 15 to 12 to 15 caliber quarterback, but he is not a pro bowl caliber. Do you agree with that assessment there, Casey? I do, because what kind of works against Jordan Love is you're seeing some rookies get the tap and actually have better performances than he has through, you know, nine games. Potentially, you're seeing guys that sat as understudies behind quality quarterbacks and showed glimmers of picking up um, the, the quality portions of their work. So for Jordan Love to have Hall of Famer you know, to look up to and learn from to be understudy to and not really be consistent. It's just not very telling. And I can speak to that from my undying loyalty, but they will fail me today towards the Bucks because everybody wants Kyle Trask to be that guy. You sat under Tom Brady and, and then he hasn't developed. He hasn't looked like he's ready for anything to have that kind of like connection to one of the top quarterbacks in the entire league in the world. So I don't mm-hmm. think everyone loves it. I agree. Yeah. I'm with you guys. All right. Speaking of those bucks, we will get to them in a couple of games, but first ask them. Yeah. Clay Titans, (laughs) Jaguars, Jaguars laying six and a half. And this one Titans are four and one ATS in their last five games against Jacksonville. But Clay, from a player's perspective, when you get smacked like the Jaguars did a week ago against the 49ers, you got to respond, right? That's what I'm counting on for the Jaguars, and, and I'll I'll be honest. I thought the Jaguars, they were at home. 49ers obviously got some big players back, but I thought at home they were underdogs and a better record would come out and maybe stun the 49ers, and they did the opposite. Watching that film, it was just an, 
they took him back beyond the behind the woodshed and just got after him a little bit. But I think they got woken up a little bit. Doug Peterson said it, you know, this can turn out to be a good thing for us. And it shows us we have a lot to work on. I think that offensive line will play a much better game. And obviously it's a lot easier to do when you're not playing against that 49ers defensive line, which Chase Young came in and made even better. One of the best defenses in the league. Fred Warner was just all over the field. And, you know, I know Jaguars right now, they have some adversity. He sees Zay Jones got arrested. He's in jail. One of their stud receivers, he's missed a lot of time this year. But I think the Jaguars bounce back. Trevor Lawrence isn't going to have – he never has two bad games like this in a row. People are saying he's not the guy. And he usually responds when there's criticism built up. I think the Jaguars come back. They have a big game from Travis Etienne, handing him the ball, open up the pass game for Kirk and Ridley. And then obviously, you know, Zay Jones gone. But I think Evan Ingram can pick up the slack there. He's had a couple big games this season. I think that the Titans aren't great at covering the tight end from what we've seen this season. So I'm expecting the Jaguars to bounce back and cover the Jags plus six and a half. I'm taking the Jaguars points. Yeah, you know, Casey, last week kind of smelled like a bounce back for the 49ers. That happened. I think this week is a bounce back for the Jaguars. What say you? Yeah, I'm totally on board for a bounce back for the Jags. And it's funny that Clay mentioned the tight ends because the Jags have kind of struggled against tight ends as well. They've allowed 587 yards, the Niners, Saints, Falcons, and Colts being the four teams that have had 60 plus yards from their tight ends to contribute. So to understand that, to make the adjustments that they need to make, I think what I loved about the Jags is their ability to kind of shut down certain ground games. Only letting up 567 on the season is something to point out. And of course, the two teams that had the most success, the 49ers, insane. And then the Falcons, whose run game has actually been quite successful against most teams. So with the ability that the Jags have here, time and space with Levis in the pocket for the Titans and seeing how the Steelers disrupted it so much, I think a lot of teams are going to kind of pull pages out of that book and figure out how to keep the Titans contained, keep the ground game kind of to a minimum there and fluster a rookie quarterback in the pocket. So I like the Jags to cover here. Yep. Only six and a half. So go ahead and bet that number until it moves to seven, seven and a half. I think that'll happen at some point. All right, Casey, very excited to talk about this one. Tampa Don't. Bay <laughs> traveling to San Francisco. The Bucks are getting 11 and a half points in an NFL football game. Casey, can you take those points with the Bucks? I'm hoping that this misty weather that's been here for the past couple of days causes a flight delay. The team never makes it to San Francisco and we revisit this conversation next year. Fair enough. Um, yeah, if only, but look, the bucks have been, have been something interesting. You've got Baker Mayfield, who I'm not even going to put a lot of heat on him because a quarterback can only function so well behind a fractured offensive line. They end up losing a left guard a couple weeks ago who ended up getting injured and then the injury rotator belt has just been on and on and on. So with this cover here, they can, if defense can come in with their head on, they can keep it within this 11 point spread. If not, this can be a disgusting blowout. Like what the 49ers did to the Jaguars. You don't know what team you're going to get which week. And unfortunately under the direction of Todd Bowles, they're not getting the leadership that they need to really like fire them up either. So mm -hmm. I can almost see the 49ers taking the spread and, and really kind of putting it to the bucks and making it a lot more of an embarrassing game here than just 11 points. I think this is going to be a bigger blowout than just that. You know, Clay, when I saw the spread, I was kind of surprised because the 49ers just blew out a team and I understand that, but like regression would come at some point and maybe it happens this week. I don't know. What do you think? 
This is a tough one, Cam. I mean, 11 and a half is a lot of points. Yes, I a think lot. San Francisco wins. And the Bucs are coming off of a win themselves. I know, obviously, they beat the Titans that we just talked about. They just lost to the, to the Houston Texans by two. And then you go back to the Bills. They lost to the Bills by six. And before that, they lost by three to the Falcons. And the Lions blew them out. So this is a tough one. They've played some close games. They've had some tough losses. But after watching that 49ers defense, what they did to the to the Jags, who had a, a solid offense going, Jaguars defense was playing really well. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the 49ers plus the 11. I, I think they cover. I think this is a two touchdown game. And I know the you know the Falcons aren't a terrible team, but this 49ers team, after seeing what they did to a good Jacksonville Jaguars team, to me right after the Eagles. They're the best team in the NFC, so I'm taking the taking the 49ers here. All right, 49ers it is, and by the way, a low total in that game, and there are some betting systems out there that favor the dogs in those low total uh, situations, so something to monitor there. All right, game of the year, Eagles, Chiefs, Monday night football in Kansas City, Clay, and we have Patrick Mahomes laying only two and a half. This seems like an auto bet for the Chiefs. What are you doing here? Auto bet for the Chiefs? What are you talking about? The <laughs> Eagles got revenge. I forgot who I'm talking on, to. They got revenge on their mind, man. It's they the lucky underwear. Yeah. Absolutely. Patrick Mahomes only wears one pair of underwear. That's a little weird, but, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff going on with that Chiefs team with the Taylor Swift and whatever's going on. Kelsey's coming back from – he's going to be a little sluggish. She was just in Argentina – or somewhere for, for the Taylor Swift concert? He's in and love. You're coming, back, you're coming yes. back to play a football game? You're, you're his only weapon? I'm taking the <laughs> Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. Jalen Hurts coming off of a bye week. The Eagles are almost unbeatable. They're getting everybody back healthy. Defensive backfield's looking better. Everybody's getting A.J. AJ Brown, MVP candidate. Devontae Smith been playing well. Yes, they lost Dallas Goddard. He's out for five to six weeks, the broken arm. But Jalen Hurts' knee's healthy now, so you'd be able to run a little bit more of that zone read. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to stop the offense. I think the, the Eagles' defense is going to be better coming off that big win against the Cowboys. You see how good the Cowboys are playing right now. I think the Cowboys might even be playing better football than the Chiefs. I'm taking the Eagles to win outright. Wow. On the money line, baby. All right, Casey, this could be the most popular game to bet on this week. What should betters do? A hundred percent. Do not bet for the Chiefs. Um, A number of things. I mean, not even to be funny about it, but whenever you take long flights like that, it's going to affect your legs. It's going to take you a minute. And I know medicine and therapy and rehab and stretching and TV 12, all the things make you bounce back that much more, but it's still not the smartest move. I'm sure the coaches didn't even really love that. Even outside of that, seeing the Chiefs struggle against teams like the Jets and other ones, like it's really easy to get them flustered. It's really easy to kind of isolate some of their bigger targets, the younger wideouts that I thought were going to step up this season. They haven't done it. Sky's been nowhere. Uh, Tony's been nowhere. Just a lot of these guys that you thought were going to have bigger seasons and bigger roles are non-existent. It's the Travis Kelsey show. And we've seen teams figure out how to contain Travis Kelsey, remove him from being a, a go-to target. And then if Patrick Mahomes has to use his legs, this is a defense that's going to punish him for it. So I think right. if there's a game to win outright, it's the Eagles. And if not, the Eagles should be embarrassed. We all are on the Eagles. Should be a fun matchup. All right, guys, just a couple of minutes. Real quick here. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody who is watching. Casey Hudson, your favorite Thanksgiving food? 
You know, I loved and hated this question. My my family doesn't really do a traditional American Thanksgiving, but the closest thing that we have is is um, a similarity to macaroni. So okay. love macaroni, but you'll find me at the dessert table probably before food's even done. There you go. Clay Always. Harbor? <laughs> the sweet potatoes, man. My mom makes the sweet potatoes like they're a dessert. She puts the brown sugar. You got you got marshmallows in there. You got sugar. You got cinnamon. And these, we had some butter. And obviously, I'm, I'm usually a pretty healthy guy. Cam, you know, I like to work out. Oh, yeah, you're cut. These sweet potatoes are absolutely delicious. And you got to be careful not to eat too much, but sweet potatoes. Stuffing for me. Stuffing is the goat. And then dark meat turkey, a close second. All right, so... There you go. Enjoy your dinners, guys. Thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been another great edition of Believe Me right here on Stadium. We will talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Have a blast. Anybody from high school watching right now, I will see you soon. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.